Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm Zach Wolf, a senior writer here at CNN and the publisher of the Impeachment Watch newsletter. You can sign up at cnn.com slash impeachment. That's also where you can find the latest news and analysis relating to this pivotal time in U.S. history. I've got a dynamic duo in studio with me to talk through the very fluid day that we're seeing up on Capitol Hill. That's CNN reporter and producer Marshall Cohen and CNN political commentator Sarah Isker, who is also a staff writer and podcaster at The Dispatch. Thanks for joining me, both of you. Hey, Zach. So... We have come to the end of this impeachment saga. While it will continue, uh, I think, on Capitol Hill for maybe a day, maybe a few days, we know ultimately that President Trump will be acquitted. And we now know that Republicans will not call any witnesses. Uh, Lamar Alexander sort of was the tipping point on this because he announced in the wee hours, um, gosh, I'm not even sure if it was midnight or after midnight or before midnight. It, it was sometime in the last pa- past 12 hours. And it it was all dark blends outside. together for us. It really yes. does. Um, it was before my last sleep, as my as my son would say. He said essentially that um, Trump did it, but it might not be impeachable. And he thinks that the American public and not the Senate should uh, be deciding who the president is. Um, and then on the on the on the flip side of that, we have people like Adam Schiff who take obviously the opposite view. And he gave a very sort of impassioned speech today arguing um, after we knew there wouldn't be witnesses arguing in the in the strange you know, pageantry of the Senate arguing, arguing that there should be witnesses um, before this vote is taken. T- take a listen to what he said. If people of power and influence can insist to the judge that the House, that the prosecutors, that the government, that the people must prove their case without witnesses or documents, a right reserved only for the powerful. Because, you know, only Donald Trump, only Donald Trump of any defendant in America can insist on a trial with no witnesses. If that should be true in courts throughout the land, then as Adams wrote, the government becomes arbitrary. Because whether you have a fair trial or no trial at all depends on whether you are a person of power and influence like Donald J. Trump. The body will die, the clock will run down, and our government becomes arbitrary. The importance of a fair trial here is not less than in every courtroom in America it is greater than any courtroom in America because we set the example for America. Okay, Sarah, we have on the one hand a Democrat arguing that essentially without witnesses, government becomes arbitrary. And then we have a Republican, Lamar Alexander, ceding the point, essentially. John Bolton can say whatever he wants 
he can levy the worst accusations against President Trump. I'll cede that point. I'm still not going to impeach him for it. I think that the actual fundamental disagreement that they have is what the purpose of the impeachment trial is. Lamar Alexander appears to believe that the impeachment trial is to determine his own vote of whether to remove the president. He says he doesn't need witnesses to determine that because John Bolton would tell him the thing he already believes to be true, which is that the president withheld military aid from Ukraine uh, as part of a deal to get an investigation into the Bidens. He says, I already believe that and I'm still not going to vote to remove him. So I don't need to hear a witness on that. Adam Schiff believes uh, that the impeachment trial is for a greater or different, maybe is a better word, purpose. I actually thought that a point he made right before that when he was speaking was relevant to, again, what he sees as the purpose of this. He said, if you don't call witnesses, this information will come out anyway. All the documents will come out. All of the people who the president's preventing from talking will have their say at some point. We know John Bolton's book is going to come out in less than seven weeks um, if it gets to publish. Um, And so his point is, you will be embarrassed to have refused to hear that information now, and the American people will judge you for it. Let Uh, let me just interject there. New revelations from John Bolton's book today that uh, President Trump asked Bolton in a meeting with Pat Cipollone, Rudy Giuliani, um, and Mick Mulvaney in the Oval Office to go to Ukraine back in May or to contact the Ukrainians back in May. So, yes, we will continue to learn things about this. We've said this over and over on the podcast. Uh, The story is out there and we will learn it. I think that's exactly right. And I think that as uh, I think it is dangerous for Republicans that they don't know the full story, you know, (laughs) political 101, like get it all out. That's not what's going to happen here. Uh, On the other hand, if you believe that constitutionally the purpose of an impeachment trial is to determine whether to remove the president, he's not getting removed no matter what John Bolton says at this point. And so perhaps it is better for the country to force Congress to go back to legislating. And I was talking to you guys a second ago about, like, where's paid family leave? What happened to that? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? And, and we're going to have a primary and and, a, right. and an election. And presumably impeachment will at some point fall to the fall to the back. And it probably will not be the main thing people are talking about next November. However, there is and I want to go back to Lamar Alexander's statement because he did do something extremely important that very few Republicans have done, Marshall. And that is he said these words, quote, it was inappropriate for the president to ask a foreign leader to investigate his political opponent and to withhold United States aid to encourage that investigation, end quote. I think that's actually a really important thing because it does show at least buried in the fine print here that Republicans will acknowledge publicly in writing. He didn't say these words, but will acknowledge publicly that Trump did something wrong. Yeah. Congratulations to Senator Alexander for saying the most obvious thing ever. <laughs> I, th- I mean, it's that's it's obvious, right? Nobody actually thinks that it's a good idea to uh, solicit uh, foreign meddling from other countries, you know. And we've heard Trump's lawyers defend that this week on the Senate floor from a very narrow perspective. You know, is it necessarily criminal? Maybe it's not criminal, but nobody thinks nobody thinks it's appropriate. So congratulations to Senator Alexander for saying it's inappropriate. That's going a lot farther than what most Republicans have done. 
Um, some That's where are, they started. Remember, back in whatever that was, September, bad but not impeachable was the line, and then they backed by, off of that. From some, from yeah, some yeah. people, but, but even but like, they I wouldn't say a majority of, of Republicans. Um, it's always been a small plurality of Republicans. Um, you know, but I think what we were talking about a moment ago, you know, and we're talking about Article One of the impeachment, right? The abuse of power charge. It, I think, what's more incredible from him is the fact that he said that the case was proven on Article One. Uh, he doesn't think it's impeachable, but uh, in terms of the factual case, because you have Trump's lawyers that just spent the past week um, rebutting every single fact. Saying that you know he he when he he mentioned uh, Biden he was really thinking about Burisma or that the president has a legal requirement to crack down on corruption even though he never even raised a finger about corruption in the first two years of his presidency and only started doing it once Biden jumped in the race so um, I'm pretty I I do give Lamar Alexander a lot of credit for saying that the president's team uh, didn't make their case on Article I mean, 1. You, you say it's obvious, but he's out on a limb there. He is in a place... Right, but I'm not he's giving He's in a place people, distancing himself from, from the rest of the party. Yeah, I'm Mitch saying McConnell has not said it's inappropriate recently, I, or maybe he... I, I don't no, I don't so. think he has, but, you know, I'm not a lawmaker. I'm not an elected official who speaks politically and only focuses on my self-interest, which is what almost so many of the lawmakers in this country on both sides of the aisle have been doing during these proceedings. So well, that's I, think, why this I was do a, think it, it's obvious. It, well, it was but always you said gonna, that nobody believes... Foreign meddling is... is nobody believes it's appropriate for the president to invite foreign powers to get involved in our elections like a foreign super PAC. The way that the I Russian don't know. You look at polling right now. were in 2016. Um, interestingly, you know, the numbers who want to hear from witnesses is, you know, in the high 70s, both parties at this point want both uh, members of both par- voters from both parties want to hear from witnesses, but for very different reasons. You say nobody believes that. And I think absolutely there are people in the country who believe that the president, even if he did exactly what he's accused of doing, did nothing wrong. You know, that's not what I'm saying. OK, that, sorry, that, I put words that in the he did now. nothing wrong or that he didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say that nobody thinks that what Trump did was right. I didn't even say Trump. I I think uh, there's no one uh, who would say that it's the right thing to do for the United States president to get foreign leaders from Ukraine, from Moldova, from Russia, from England, wherever, to help uh, uh, play a role in our elections. I, I, I didn't I think say Trump. It's sir. it's dangerous. This is this is your problem, Marshall. You're saying. Nobody. I know of one person, and that's Donald Trump. He he thinks it's totally okay. Right. Mick Mulvaney, no, you know, went out and, and defended it big time, and so did all of Trump's lawyers. So, the, and the well, other thing I wanted, the other point I wanted it. to make with regard to those high seventies, the polling, yeah. which shows overwhelmingly that Americans want witnesses. It doesn't say which witnesses. There's a lot of people who that's want exactly to see John Bolton, yes. and there's a lot of people who might want to see Hunter Biden. And, and then you if have you to, ask them. Um, Will anything at this point change your mind? Is your mind made up about whether to remove the president? The number's 89%. 89% of Americans don't want to remove the president. That 89% just means <laughs> uh, Wait, I want to hear from— That's also not accurate. 89% of Americans—there's no poll that says 89% of Americans don't want to remove the president. It's actually No, a that's 50- what I just said. 89% said they've made up their mind about whether to remove the president. And my point is exactly. There's not 89% who want to remove him. That number is split between but, people. But half of the 89—hold yeah. on. Half of the 89% are people that say, no, I'm not changing my mind. He needs to go. 
It's a 50-50 proposition exactly. right now. My point is, though, they're saying they're not going to change their mind and that witnesses won't change their mind, but they want to hear from witnesses. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> okay. they want the truth. I think we're, not, we're getting down into the, in the rabbit hole of American polling. And as everybody who follows politics knows, there's only one poll that counts, and that's on Election Day. And we have our first – it's not even Election Day. It's Caucus Day coming up. Um, you know, it's it's not uh, individuals casting a vote. They're showing their organizing strength in Iowa. How is impeachment going to fe- feature there and how in particular I think it will – be interesting to see. Does it affect Joe Biden? Uh, it has been the the only person who has not been hurt by this is probably Bernie Sanders because uh, he is a movement candidate and movement candidates don't need their candidate on the ground revving people up as much. There's something else going on. I think it has deeply hurt Amy Klobuchar's campaign and probably Elizabeth Warren's campaign as well. Uh, Joe Biden, they're not, because they're not there. Because they're not there. Okay. Uh, you know, this impeachment has gone through the week, including on Saturday. So you can get out Saturday night, spend Sunday, and then so you, you have think to get it back. actually matters that they be there on the ground these days? Absolutely. Iowa is a retail state. This is breakfast pizza at Casey's, followed by a coffee uh, at you know the Bean, followed by going to someone's living room, followed by a town hall at night for most candidates. Um, so I do think it hurts the the senators minus Bernie. I think that Biden has turned this into a plus for his campaign. His message this weekend, uh, sorry, this week was uh, clearly Trump is the most scared of me and that's why you should vote for me. Yeah. Um, I I think there's something to that. I also think that there is a subtle and we haven't really recognized and we don't know how the, you know, the the ultimate uh, conspiracy theory about Hunter Biden and Ukraine affects Biden's. Joe, the father, how how it affects him. And I I don't think we will know that for some time. Marshall, what do you think? Uh, I think it has a pretty limited or minimal effect on the Democratic primary race, especially because most Democratic primary voters don't believe a word that Trump says. So he could go on Fox News or on the White House lawn and say all the stuff about the Bidens that he's been saying for the past year, and they're not going to listen. Fast forward to the general. It's a very different ball game. Uh, you see sort of, uh, you know, the playbook that was very effective in 2016. A lot of misinformation, blending legitimate questions about Hillary Clinton and her email server and the foundation, blending legitimate questions with made-up stuff and misinformation and disinformation. Uh, it was a very effective tool in 2016. Uh, I think that it could be a very effective tool again in 2020. Um, but I think we'll see that impact if Joe Biden ends up as the nominee. Um, this will come back with a vengeance in you know August, September, October. It might be the only thing you hear Trump talking about to attack a crooked Joe. And to your point, the people who ultimately decide American elections, um, may not, some of them may not even know that there's an impeachment going on right now, and they're more likely to see a Mike Bloomberg ad during uh, the Super Bowl. Okay. I want to thank Marshall Cohen and Sarah Isger for appearing on the podcast today. I also want to reassure our listeners that this podcast will continue beyond impeachment. David Chalian and I will be hosting episodes every weeknight as we begin to focus on the 2020 elections and politics at large. As always, thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a rating or a comment. It helps people find the show. We'll see you soon.
When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.